Welcome everyone to the Happy Hustle Podcast. I'm your host, Carrie Jack, lifestyle entrepreneur, professional model slash actor, biohacker, and eco-warrior striving to make a positive impact on this planet. My goal is to inspire, educate, and entertain you while reminding you to enjoy the journey, not just the destination, as you happy hustle for a life of passion and purpose. I am so grateful and humbled to be spending some time together today. Now let's dive in. What is up, you beautiful happy hustlers out there? Kerry Jack here, and I hope you are slaying the day, baby. I mean, just enjoying this very moment right here and right now. And in this episode of the Happy Hustle Podcast, we're talking to Mr. Mitch Hankins, who is a highly sought-after cloud-certified software engineer, a serial entrepreneur, a REITs and options investor, and a happy hustler. Let me tell you, Mitch is such an awesome dude. He's also an Air Force veteran, and he's from the Netherlands, and he's a surfer and just a super cool dude. You guys are going to love this episode. He has developed his expertise by working with some of the largest organizations in the United States, including NASDAQ and the United States Air Force. And he spent nearly a decade of professional experience helping colleagues often overcome the feelings of isolation and unfulfillment and complacency and loneliness and depression and anxiety and all those things that we don't like to talk about. He actually has created a solution and has created a blog called thedebuglife.com to help these people, you know, entrepreneurs, happy hustlers, and people who are struggling with anxiety and depression and loneliness and, you know, overwhelm and all these different things really start to become better humans and overcome these adversities with a strategy and with truth and vulnerability and courage. So this is something we don't normally talk about on the Happiest Podcast, but I'm really excited to bring it to you because it's so important. I know people who have struggled with anxiety and depression in the past, and I've even had my own small stints uh, throughout my journey. And I got to say, this is really important to talk about it, to overcome it, and to have a support system to become a better version of yourself as you happy hustle that life that you love, full of passion, purpose, and positive impact. So share this with a friend who maybe could benefit from this message, maybe who maybe is down a little bit or has some anxiety or depression, wants to not only you know become a better version of themselves, but also become a happy hustler in the process. And that's how we share this message with more and more people and positively impact more and more lives. So after a quick episode sponsor break, we're going to be diving into this episode of the Happy Hustle Podcast. Hey, y'all, I got to say, it's hard to overstate how important magnesium is for all aspects of our health while we're happy hustling a life that we love. I mean, right now, a lot of industry experts and authorities and doctors from Dr. Mark Hyman to Mr. Andrew Huberman and all these other really leading experts are talking about the importance of magnesium. But the truth is, studies show three out of every four individuals are actually deficient in magnesium. And I'll tell you, this is part of my staple routine to take magnesium every single day because it helps optimize my well-being. It helps reduce the stress levels, improve, improve sleep and my energy levels. Not to mention, it is really good for just overall health. But I'll tell you, normally, I'm a big advocate for getting as many of our nutrients as I can through a well-balanced diet. It's just unfortunate that our food can't provide these nutrients alone because our soil is so overworked and mineral depleted. It's actually lacking organic matter, which helps plants get the minerals from the soil. And I actually read somewhere that if 10 years ago we needed to eat one orange, now we would need to eat 10 oranges to get that same amount of nutrients. So it's just not possible to get the amount of nutrients and vitamins and minerals from our food as it once was. So that's why I take magnesium breakthrough. And you guys 
being happy hustlers, get the hookup. You can go to magnesiumbreakthrough.com forward slash hustle right now to save 10% off. And I'll tell you, the best part is it comes with a money back guarantee. So you have 365 days to get your money back if you don't like it for whatever reason. So go to magnesiumbreakthrough.com forward slash hustle now and get the hookup. Now let's get back to this episode. All right, Mitch Hankins, welcome to the Happy Hustle Podcast, my brother. I am super excited to have you on. Thanks, Gary. It's good to be here. I look forward to having a good conversation with you as always. Yeah, man, this is going to be a fun one. I mean, you're a highly sought after cloud certified software engineer. You're a serial entrepreneur. You're a options trader and a Reed's real estate trader. You you are a master coder. You're the the founder of debuglife.com and many other things. But amongst those things, you're a happy hustler. You've been in the Happy Hustle Club. You've been uh, on the Montana Mastermind Epic Camping Adventure. And I love how you show up in the world, just unapologetically you. And you're also an Air Force veteran, which is super cool. Thank you for your service. And um, you're from the Netherlands originally. We got a lot to talk about here, Mitch. Before we get into all that cool stuff, tell us, what is something interesting about yourself that not too many people know? You know, I would say the biggest uh, thing that people really, uh, that gets people really surprised is that I was born and raised in the Netherlands. You know, they go like, what, you don't even have an accent. <laughs> um, you know, and I was, I lived there for the first 20 years of my life. And like you said, I was in the Air Force. So I um, enlisted out of Germany, pretty much flew straight from Germany to basic training in Texas. And I've been in the United States ever since. So, you know, learned the accent in the meantime, and people just really tend to be really, really surprised when they're like, wait, you're European? I'm like, yeah. Yeah, that is true. You know, I can kind of hear a little accent, but not too much. And I will say for those of you guys who aren't watching the YouTube video, you should be because Mitch has some of the coolest tattoos around. Show, show him your sleeves. He's got these <laughs> sweet tribal tats. And, yeah, and they're really well done too. And, and you know, I got to say that those are the kind of style tattoos I, I do like, you know, the tribal ones that are, have meaning to them and, and are really well done and fine lines. So super cool there, Mitch. Now let's talk about, and I, and by the way, I like to dive right in and get to some juicy stuff for the happy hustlers out there. So let's talk about anxiety and depression and overcoming it because this is the topic i got to be honest man i don't i don't actually talk about very often you know typically we're talking about the happy hustle we're talking about you know living a life of blissful balance and achieving your dream reality and i feel there's a lot of people who are struggling who are having anxiety are having depression and i know that's something that you have faced and You've come out the other side. I'm sure you still have, you know, your issues and you still have your days like we all do. But give us a little insight as to how, you know, this, uh, this anxiety and depression maybe showed up in your life and how you overcame it. Sure. Yeah. You know, I, I think for me, the way it really showed in a lot of ways is an inability to connect authentically with other people. Uh, being able to understand who I am as a person and what sort of things, you know, where my boundaries are and what sort of things make me happy, what sort of things make me sad. I was just really disconnected with myself um, because I was never really taught. Like for, for me, the image of masculinity I received is if you feel anything bad, you stuff it away and you deal with it. You don't bother other people. You don't talk about it. You just pretend like it's not there. Um and I think the way for me it showed up really in my life is the inability to to connect with other people, and because of that, feeling very lonely. You know, I, I I've lived in multiple different countries. I've lived in seven different states in the U.S. I've lived in dozens of different cities. So you know, having to pack up your life and restart somewhere, making friends, uh, making true, deep, meaningful connections, like the things that really you know make a like life worth living. Um, I don't think those came very naturally to me. And it took me a lot of, lot of, lot of effort to really break through that barrier of I can be a man and still um, not feel great every day. Like it's okay to 
not always be at my best. And it's okay to someone just sometimes to just kind of sit, you know, with that pain, you don't necessarily have to scream it off the rooftops or shoot it off the rooftops, but you can, you can just kind of sit with it or be with it in nature and deal with it instead of just repressing it. Mm. Um, because of all the repressing I was doing, um, you know, I had some really, you know, difficult moments in my career, even in the military, you know, where I was getting into trouble or getting letters of reprimand or, um, you know, just not making it through training as quickly as I, as I would have been able to, because I didn't show up as a person that people wanted to work with. Um, mm. I would say once I learned to acknowledge that these issues are real and that it's perfectly fine to be a man and have these feelings, that's that, that it's not unnatural. Once I acknowledged that, and once I gave myself the space to really wonder like, Hey, what are these, what is this emptiness I feel inside of me? Why is it there? Um, you know, that's really when, when the work started. And since I've done that, I've been able to create much more meaningful relationships. Um, now when I have one of those days, as you alluded to earlier, I don't have to feel like I'm doing it all alone. You know, I, mm. I can call up a friend. I don't have to be like, cause I'm not a person. I don't like to, uh, you know, growing up, my dad used to say, um, if you're complaining without us offering a solution, you're just bitching. I don't like to be a person that complains. Like if I have a problem, I want to come with a solution too. Mm -hmm. So I'm not the type of person to call a friend and want to talk about drama for 30 minutes. Like, but <laughs> having someone coming over and going surfing together, going on a hike together, playing board games together, just having someone near you that makes me feel that I matter as a person um, has been a really, really big difference in my life. And especially as an entrepreneur, because I think the hardest thing about being an entrepreneur for me anyway is not having, you know, necessarily a steady paycheck, not having a certain foundation underneath your feet. And when you feel like you don't have the same stability as you would as a W2 employee, I think you're going to feel you're going to be more exposed to or more vulnerable to things like sadness, depression, anxiety, all these things. And it's mm. so important to have a community to de-stress, to recharge yeah. the right people, you know, not people that drain you, people that charge you, people that motivate you. Yeah. Oh, so well said, man. I mean, having a community just to lean on, to support you, that fills mm -hmm. your cup, that gives you energy. And, you know, you talked about like toxic mas masculinity and like the the old way of being a man was to just suck it up and, and bear it and not talk about your feelings and not be vulnerable or not be unapologetically you and put on that hard shell. And I, and I will tell you this, my dad is very much an old school man. You know, he's a man's man. He, uh, you know, I always say he, he was a dictator uh, uh, of, of sorts, emphasis on the dick part. And, uh, <laughs> you know, he, uh, he, yeah, man, he really brought it to us. We, we were, we grew up pretty hard, um, in, mm -hmm. in terms of his, his parenting style. And I, I appreciate that. Yes. Now, because I do feel like we have a, a bunch of softies in our society now that it's like, they've actually went to the other side of the spectrum where agreed. We're, yeah. we're now everyone's feelings are so fragile and yeah. this woke culture yeah. is like, actually it's even more toxic than the, you know, strong yeah. feminine and, and masculine energy that we once had. Um, I really think there has to be a balance. There has to be a happy medium between both. Um, yeah. There is, like you said, there's that fine line between bitching and complaining versus, you know, feeling your feelings. And one thing I always like to lean into is control the controllables, right? Mm -hmm. Control the controllables, meaning you control your attitude and your effort. And mm -hmm. that's pretty much it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, you oh. know, you, if someone runs into you, like when you're at a red light and you're just chilling there, you have the option to respond with logic or react with emotion. And I did an episode actually on those two different options, but I feel like now a lot of people are just reacting with this emotion. And oftentimes, you know, it causes a ripple effect of despair and even worse, um, you know, 
it, it causes people to get into altercations and into issues. And, and truly, I, I would just say, you know, to, to, to tie a bow on this thought and then to get, get back into, you know, what you said, which was um, something very important. You, you talked about being lonely in the entrepreneurial hustle, you know, in the, in the, the space of just building a business. Sometimes it is a little lonely. How, how do you counteract that, that loneliness? And is there any recommendations? I know you mentioned going surfing or playing, you know, having a board game and, and building some relationships, but is there any like tactical things that you do or recommend to combat that loneliness as an entrepreneur? Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's a really good question. You know, I think there's things you can do preventatively as well as uh, curatively. So um, for me, I would say in order to really prevent from more loneliness, um, I would say I try to create a very clear vision of the future, uh, writing out a five year plan, a three year plan, um, setting my one year goal, breaking that down into monthly action tasks and then into weekly reviews. So knowing exactly what needs to be done, knowing exactly what's missing, like what's the gap and that certainty gives me strength. And when I feel strong, I'm less likely to feel lonely. Mm. Um, and also investing in people preventively, preventatively. So always making sure I show up for people. Like if they need help moving something, if someone uh, needs help, like, you know, with the right to the airport, if somebody needs help with, you know, tech stuff, since I'm a programmer, how any way I can, I will always help people you know, so long as those people are important to me, because I know that good comes back at some point. It's not like I'm doing it selfishly. It feels good to help, but it's also really creating that foundation for those moments. I do feel weak or have something to stand on. Mm. Um, and for me, curatively, I would say like when I, when I, when I'm in the midst of those moments, um, for me, disconnecting is a really big thing. Like I know it is for you too, like the whole, um, you know, dopamine detox, all these things, loneliness I've noticed a lot of times coincides with overwhelm and that I don't think that's just me. I think I am as a person more sensitive to overwhelm. I'm honestly not that great in stressful situations. So I tend to get overwhelmed pretty easily. Um, and just knowing that and knowing when I'm overwhelmed, knowing when I'm loneliness or knowing when I'm lonely, uh, just completely disconnecting by stopping work, not forcing myself and taking my dogs or going with friends into nature. And doesn't really matter what I do, whether it's hiking or surfing, I think the idea is really just to remove any stimuli. Um, and that includes mm. your own thought, you know, like it's, it's like you said earlier, like there's not a whole lot of things you have control over. You can't control your next heartbeat. You can't even control your next breath. Um, there's nothing you can control, not even the thoughts that come up in your head, except for how you respond to those thoughts. So when I'm overwhelmed, when I'm overstimulated, I really focus on removing any external stimuli, such as work, phone, social media, whatever, and I focus on my self-talk. I focus on how I talk to myself in my head. And that for me is probably one of the quickest ways to kind of decompress and to just get back into a position where I can say like, okay, I'm ready to go back into normal life. Um, and sometimes, you know, I need to stay a couple of nights somewhere. Um, sometimes it's a couple hours of, of floating in the water. Um, it just kind of depends on the day. Yeah. Ooh. Really awesome stuff there. I mean, just disconnecting like from all the noise, I think is so imperative. I mean, there is just so much going on in this modern day world with all of the, you know, social media notifications. And then you got your streaming shows asking if we're still watching, (laughs) you know, yeah. I couldn't agree more. And I think that, you know, that ties into the whole masculinity and femininity thing too, where it's kind of like, we are so preoccupied by what other people think of us, you know, versus now I've come to, I've come to the conclusion that as a man, the only person's opinion that matters is my own and the people that I choose that matter. Mm. And all these overstimulation, overstimulations in modern society, like constant work emails, Slack messages, text messages, um, Instagram DMs, you know, TikToks. There's like thousands of channels and we're just getting overloaded every single day. And now we're at a point where, you know, men's testosterone has decreased like insane amounts over the decade. Our attention span has gone from like being able to read a book to like 10 second TikTok videos. Yep. It, it all kind of ties in together where we've created the society 
of people that are too weak to see the truth in a lot of cases or acknowledge the truth. Hmm. And I say weak, not in a condescending way, because I still have that attribute as well. But to the point where sometimes we can't even handle the truth because it's so easy for us to escape, like whether it's drugs or dopamine things like social media. Yep. And all that inauthenticity leads to loneliness because we don't know who we are and we don't know the types of people that make us happy. We don't know how to surround ourselves with the right people. Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, you, you hit the nail on the head. It's, it's really like managing your devices and mitigating your exposure to the things that really don't serve you. And in addition, you gotta like stop worrying about what other people think. I mean, I know it's easier said than done. For sure, because I still care about what people think. I'm sure Mitch still cares about what what people think. But to some capacity, you got to give less fucks. You know what I mean? Like, just just let it go. I mean, be Teflon and let it bounce off you, other people's perceptions, and and stick to them. You know, just I think we get so caught up in 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 the comparing despair of oh, this person has this many followers or just bought a new yeah. Range Rover or has a house that's yeah. bigger than mine. It's like, don't worry about other people's, you know, lives. And most of the time, people's lives online are like the best parts of their life. They don't show yeah. the other parts. So you have to yeah. really look at like holistically someone's life. And if you tr if you truly do, if you do some discovery work, you'll oftentimes find like, they also have their problems. You know, everyone has their shit and that's just what it is. But I think that does cause a lot of depression and it causes a lot of anxiety and stress and overwhelm. Not only the, the tech's effect, but the effect when you do look at other people's lives and then compare yourself to the to others. What would you say is the remedy to technology and to just you know, being more deliberate. Have you found anything that works for you? Um, I would say a word that you're very fond of, which is balance, which I completely yes. agree with. I think if you go to the extreme of living on social media, which I did for a while, because I was um, at the time of the Air Force, I was doing um, uh, like modeling physique shoots, those sorts of things, photo shoots. And all I cared about was image and uh, followers and all these things. And then I deleted social media a few years later. I didn't have Instagram, any kind of social media for like three, four years. So I went from one extreme to the other. Um, and I think what I've kind of learned is it's, it's really about balance. And the way you do that is by creating awareness. Um, if you don't have any social media at all, it, 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 that may work just fine for some, but you might also be taking some benefit away from your life. If you live on social media, you don't have a real life. So if you create that awareness of how much am I using social media and is it a force for good in my life, um, then it can be managed and then you can have the proper balance. So right now, what I notice myself doing a lot is if like, let's say I'm working on a task for work um, and I need to, for example, or, you know, a blog writing, anything like that, something that requires, you know, a high effort of concentration and focus. I notice myself scrolling. Like I'll go, I'll go scrolling through these feeds. I'll go scrolling through Reddit, all these different apps. And, and then this awareness kicks in and it goes like, Hey, you're comparing yourself with other people. You're asking yourself, why are you sitting here writing a blog when you see this person that doesn't even need to work anymore, that has enough passive income to, I don't know, surf all day and, 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 and lay on the beach all day. Like you want that life, something like, but having that awareness and it just kicks in and then it's like, okay, this isn't real. Just as you said, people share the best parts of their life. And I've seen the other end of it. Like everybody has shit in their lives. There's a balance. You know, some of us just don't choose to show it. Mm -hmm. So for me, really that creating that awareness and there's a lot of techniques that you can, I've, I've, I've actually wrote a blog post on this, like how you can manage social media and how it affects your health. Like there's a lot of things you can do, you know, iPhones and even Androids have all this functionality um, for screen time, like setting time limits on apps, reviewing your screen time, but really just asking yourself on a daily basis, like how is social media making me feel? And as you're doing it, like, is it making you feel good? If it's not, go do something else. Like it's really just building that awareness. I don't yeah. know if you have anything to add to that, but that's what it was for me. 
No, that's amazing. Just having the awareness and then having the boundaries and the discipline to adhere to those boundaries. That is the difference oftentimes, because, you know, for me, I have a rule. Okay. I don't touch my devices 30 minutes in the morning, 30 minutes before bed. Like Mm -hmm. that's a long 30 minutes. I'm like, Oh, wait, is it over 30 minutes or not? Like, I know, like, I want to check what, who sent me a message. I heard that vibrate, you know, who, well, what's, what's going on online? Like, but you have to have the discipline and adhere to those boundaries. And I did, you know, this seven day dopamine detox recently. And I know we talked about it in the happy SO club and we're going to do another one, but that was so, that was so impactful for me to really look at how distracted I get with all these you know, different devices and all this dopamine dumping, and then how much more productive I can be without it. And I'll tell you, and I told the happy hustlers in, in a past episode, I believe, but I made more money, like over six figures in that one week, because Mm -hmm. it was just super dialed in, super productive. Like the little things that maybe would have slipped my mind, when I was just yeah. looking at the gram or whatever, you know, worried about other people's lives, I was dialed in and focused on myself and my business. And mm-hmm. I'm telling you guys, if you want to really do a massive shift in, and start to take control uh, of how you utilize social media and podcasts and YouTube and streaming shows and movies, and all the things that release dopamine, do a dopamine detox and watch yourself transform with productivity. And it's a beautiful thing. I mean, have you, have you done a, I know you did like a three year, uh, like stint or of abstinence from, from, uh, social media, but have you done anything recently that, you know, you would recommend? Uh, yeah, I, I have a kind of routine around it as well. A daily routine. Um, I refer to it as sick kill, which is kind of more of an engineering term, but it, it refers to signal kill. Um, which again, it's just a programmer term for like terminating, essentially termination. So like at the end of the day, that's my routine. And it means either I go to the beach, uh, with my pups and, and swim with them for a little bit, or I walk to a park and after that it's done. Like I'm not reading any nonfiction books. Um, I'm not opening my computer. I'm not spending a lot of time on my phone. Um, especially after the sunsets, like that's for me kind of when any big screen is done. Like I can, I can, uh, send some messages here and there, but I will not look at any screen bigger than my phone. Mm. Um, and also for me, Sundays are what I call a nature trip day. Um, so that can, and that's just, you know, not taking my phone with me. Um, and that's like, for example, a half day or full day of getting into nature and disconnecting. We interrupt your programming on this episode of the Happy Hustle Podcast to tell you about something super unique that can actually help you implement everything you're learning and actually start to happy hustle a blissfully balanced life that you love. And I'm talking about the Happy Hustle Club. This is our online digital mastermind community of rockstar happy hustling entrepreneurs all coming together for bi-weekly balance building trainings with yours truly. We also have guest guru happy hours where we bring in experts to share their wisdom. And we have cash accountability, baby, which means you can actually make money and bet on yourself inside the club community where you actually can make money by just doing the things you said you're going to do. All mixed together with a selfless service session each and every month. We talk about a cause that we're supporting to give it our time, our money, our expertise. And we have Happy Hustle Hot Seats where you can actually get dissected in a good way and receive invaluable feedback by the club members. Plus, you just get to surround yourself with like-minded, entrepreneurial, badass, happy hustlers. So if you want to know more, you can go to thehappyhustleclub.com and apply today. We have a couple different tiers. You can join at different tiers based on your budget and based on how deep you want to join. So check it out again at thehappyhustleclub.com. All right, now let's get back to this episode. Um, and another thing I really like to do is not taking my phone with me always. Like if you go to the gym, 
why do you need to take your phone? If you're going to the grocery store, why do you need your phone? Like you don't have to always have it in your pocket, radiating all that, you know, EMFs, EMFs into your, you know, sensitive area. So <laughs> it's, 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 it's very easy to kind of consider it as an extension of your body, as if it were your, you know, devices, digital devices, because that's kind of how it registers in your brain. But when you start leaving that technology behind, and again, you create that awareness around like, this is not a part of my existence. I think it becomes a lot easier to kind of distance yourself from, from all the overload that comes with it. And it comes in your terms. Like for me, um, for me, this is kind of a provocative question. I ask myself is, you know, for me, I, I define being a man as, as taking control over the things I can take control over, uh, without really complaining about it, just getting shit done in the areas that I have control. And so I ask myself, if you want to take control, why are you allowing companies to manipulate your brain? Cause that's literally what social media is doing. So yeah. it's like, are you going to let someone else take control over your mind or are you going to take control yourself? And that with that, I try to challenge myself as much as I can, um, to either delay checking messages as long as I can, or delay, or just try to not take any technology with me wherever I go. Um, so that, that would really be my biggest tips, you know, try not taking your tech with you when you don't have to try having a day a week where you don't look at your phone. And for sure, after the sun sets, like don't turn on the TV, you know, especially not in the bedroom. Like yeah. you, you don't want that. Like that's not, that's not healthy. That's not how we evolved for hundreds of thousands of years. Yeah, no, you're right, man. It, it, it's definitely a challenge. I challenge all the happy hustlers. Don't take your phone to the grocery today or to the gym <laughs> and just, yeah. just be maybe in nature without it. Wow. What a concept. That's, that's really good stuff. And you mentioned mm -hmm. your, your blog, Debug Life. Just give us a little insight in, in if the happy hustlers want to go check it out, you know, tell them what they're going to get and, and how frequently you post. Sure. Yeah. I would love to. So I post once a week. Um, on Mondays. And really what I focus on is, um, engineers, entrepreneurs that, um, I want to normalize mental health for men, essentially. Like, I'm not going to say, uh, you know, these are all my struggles in life and that's it. It's really about like, Hey, here are some of the things I've experienced. I've come out on the other end and here's how I've done it. Like I, I, I say it somewhere I would block too. Like I've invested tens and tens and tens of thousands of dollars in, uh, retreats and books and courses and training and certifications and all these different things. And now what I'm doing is taking all that knowledge and trying to find the most common issues men have when it comes to mental health aspects, which every single man on planet does. And then I try to write solutions about those things. So I point out a problem and I write solutions. And I think my biggest superpower in that is when I tell my life story to people, um, they don't expect that from me. You know, they don't expect this tatted dude to be sensitive and to be emotional about these things. And I don't do that because I want people to pay attention to me. I do that because I've noticed when I, when I talk to people that way, it gives them space to open up too. And I've noticed how that changes my relationships. Like even my relationship with my father has changed more in the past, I would say four or five months than it has in the first 30 years of my life, mm. just because of that's creating that space. Same with friends. And that has been such a magical transformation that I decided I have to, I have to do something more with this. Like I have to reach more people. Um, because if, if I can do it, anyone can do it. Mm. Wow. Powerful, man. I mean, it really is you know, when you share openly and honestly, and you're vulnerable, you, you open up that container of safety and, and security for others to do the same. And, and oftentimes, you know, we don't see a guy like Mitch, you know, who's jacked and tatted and a former military to talk about his feelings and, and being sensitive, but that's, you know, that's brave in my opinion. And I think it's, it's important for, for us men and, and women to, to talk about our feelings and to just kind of share our story. And I love that you put it on a blog where people can actually read it at their own pace and you're mm -hmm. a great writer. So I think it's important to, you know, have evergreen content that fits your strengths. And I think a blog is a really great piece and hopefully you can make it into a book someday too. Um, but yeah, check it I out guys. D bug life. So kind of, 
Mitch was explaining to me. Explain me what debug means again. Sure. Yeah. So it's uh, the the debuglife.com. Um, so debugging in computer <laughs> software means to find a bug and fix it. And bugging is any piece of code that causes uh, malicious or erroneous behavior. Um, so the debug life is really about finding the bugs, finding the issues in your life. And instead of pretending like they're not there, um, acknowledge the truth and fix it. You know, own up to your shit and fix it. That's really what I'm all about. Ah, I love it. That's, I mean, that's what I'm about too, you know? <laughs> and for me, my yes. shit was being out of balance and, and working like a damn dog. And now I'm happier than ever being a lifestyle entrepreneur, working 20 hours a week typically and, yep. you know, making more money and impact in, in the process. And I think it's all about finding that fulfillment for you. And I, I really appreciate mm -hmm. that your story and your adversities has helped shape your current reality and, and how you choose to serve. And I think that's a really great takeaway for all the happy hustlers out there because, you know, I know my friend Nicholas Barely says your mess becomes your message oftentimes. And, and that seems yes. to be the case with you. Yeah. So, and me. Uh, so that's super cool. Yeah. Now I, I am curious because you, you alluded to options trading and, and real estate that you call it reads, I believe. Mm -hmm. Give us a little insight as to that part yes. of Mitch. Cause I know you're a great programmer. You have another side business with that. Mm -hmm. You also have, you know, other streams of revenue, but this one, I, I don't hear too many people talk about it. And I'm curious to hear just a little bit of explanation. Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, I'll talk about reads all day long. So I actually used to write uh, financial analysis articles on them, which is kind of how the blog uh, knowledge transferred. So I would like analyze management teams, analyze financial statements and balance sheets, and then issue buy and sell alerts, those sorts of things. Um, essentially what REITs are, real estate investment trust is, you know, a lot of times you have people that are completely in real estate and they say stocks suck, they have a low return. And you have people that are completely all about stocks and don't want to do real estate. And they say real estate sucks because it's high maintenance and you have tenants and you have all this stuff you got to deal with. Um, and REITs are, are a little bit in the middle where essentially it's a publicly traded company that only does uh, real estate, which is why they're getting special um, uh, tax treatment. And that's what the REIT uh, formation is for, just like a B Corp or a C Corp. Um, and the rule is for that is that they have to distribute 70% of their net operating income as dividends. So they're high yield dividend stocks, essentially. Um, slightly slower growth than maybe like a tech stock or something like that. But it's really nice to have like that monthly paycheck, right? So for me, it's a way to say like, okay, this is how much money I project um, for my income in so many years, depending on how much I invest. So it's a very reliable um, tool in that sense. And you kind of get the best of both worlds where you get slightly lower returns than if you were to buy actual real estate, but you also don't have to deal with any of the management aside from doing a little bit of research into which companies you want to buy. Um, and then from REITs on, I, um, I started studying about options. And honestly, the only reason I got interested in those is because I was exposed to them while I was worked as a programmer at NASDAQ. Um, and just the sheer complexity of them, like you're talking, it's a very, very complex subject. And so that kind of drew me in because I wanted to learn about it. Um, and that took me a long time, but really the best way to view options is insurance. You know, so if you have a car, an insurance company will say, hey, there's only a such percent chance you're going to get an accident. So you pay us a premium. And, you know, when we do the math, uh, we're still going to come up ahead because only a certain percentage of people are going to file claims. Mm. And essentially options are kind of like that. Like options can be insurance on stocks. Like people can buy or sell them um, to buy protection against the downside or upside essentially of stocks. Um, and you can sell those. So you can be the insurance company by selling people options on stocks. And that's kind of another way to, uh, as well to, to generate passive income, because really all you have to do is monitor the positions. Um, and it's not really day trading. I did that for a while too, as well as algorithmic training, where I was writing my own um, trading algorithms. Um, but, you know, that's all very short-term based, like day trading, you open a position in the morning, close it a few hours later, or at least the same day. Um, options, my positions can be open anywhere from like two to four to five, six weeks. So it's very, oh, wow. it's, it's far, much more um, long-term, um, you know, if people wanted to learn about that, I would highly recommend, um, Tastyworks, 
um, Tasty Trade. They have really good um, courses, like an entire video course on it. There's there's lots and lots of resources on it. You just have to be careful because Warren Buffett actually referred to them as um, options are the nuclear devices of the stock market. They're very they're, they can be very dangerous if you don't know what you're doing. Um, mm. That's that's a good good way to learn about it. And if anybody's interested in, in REITs, um, that's also a very easy uh, subject to research. There's lots of good books on it if you go on Amazon. Um, but like Investopedia.com will have you know pretty much any information you want from there. Uh, people can always send me a message as well if they want to know anything. Um, but they're they're both really good cash flow opportunities. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Super interesting. I mean, I have you know money in the stock market and crypto and, mm -hmm. you know, all these other like, like revenue generators that, um, you know, life insurance plans or whatever, like all these other things, but I haven't heard of REITs. And I'm just curious if someone had, let's say a thousand dollars or $10,000 or, or, you know, a, a sum of money that they were comfortable investing in REITs, what's the process? Like, where do you, do you, do you just go on like your brokerage account and you just pick the, the stock ticker symbol of the company? Is that pretty similar or is it something different? No, it's entirely the same. Yeah, they're traded uh, the exact same way other equities are. So it's just another, you know, another type of equity, just if you were to buy Google, Facebook or, um, you know, any any other type of stock. And you just log into your brokerage account and you type in the ticker. Like I know O is one there for realty, realty income. They're probably the biggest ones in the U.S. What is it called? Um, uh, just the letter O oh. is the ticker. Okay. That's realty income. Um, and they're, there's what referred to as like a blue chip. So they're going to be a little bit slower growth um, versus like if you were to go with something a little bit riskier. Um, like? And... Maybe something like EPR. Um, I think that stands for experiential uh, properties. Like I doubled down on them during the pandemic because like they they lost 75% of their value or something or like 50% of their value like as soon as Corona started because all they own is like ski resorts and like movie theaters. So like mm. during the pandemic, like people are like, oh, movie theaters are over. Like it's never going to be a thing again. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, whatever. I'm taking out loans, just trying to buy more because I'm like, it's, it's staying. Um so right now, uh, EPR, I would I would consider that a little bit more risky just because of the, the business they're in. Um, like, again, it's like more like movie theaters and like ski resorts. So if we shut down again for, you know, for some sort of pandemic, because, you know, anything can happen, then that would be a riskier investment versus like, oh, you're talking like the buildings like CVS and Walmarts, like they don't own those buildings. Like they ground lease those essentially. And usually those leases are from REITs like, oh. So, oh, probably owns most of like the buildings that Walgreens and CVS are in. Um, mm. And then uh, that's a very safe investment because they're going to get their money, you know, no matter what. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Super interesting stuff. I mean, I would just say do your research, you know, make sure that yeah. you guys out there, if you are diving into options or REITs and, and it's R-E-I-T-S. Is that correct? REITs? Yes. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So if you are going to dive into that, you know, just be a little wary and do your due diligence, yes. right? That's, that's just, yeah, yes, that's please. important. Yeah. Yeah. You got to so, be careful. I, yeah, I once had to reach out to someone uh, cause I was part of this forum and they weren't paying attention and they lost uh, $500,000, even though they oh, didn't wow. have that in their account. So they had like a couple of $10,000 in their account. And they did something really stupid with GameStop at the time. And I just re reached out to them because, you know, their posts, they sounded pretty on the edge of, you know, um, maybe not wanting to live anymore. So I made sure to send them a message and kind of be like, hey, are you doing okay? Um, but really bad stuff can happen if you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. I believe it. Well, do your due diligence, y'all. That's that's the point there. Yeah. Um, Mitch, this has been so awesome, man. I really appreciate you. Where can people go to find out more about you, to follow you online? And then I want to ask you a couple of traditional Happy Hustle hack questions. Nice. Um, so my uh, biggest way to contact me, I would say, is either my blog or Instagram. I'm really most active there. Um, Instagram is just the debug life and the blog is the debuglife.com. Um, and they're also linked to each other. So it should be, should be pretty easy to find. Cool. 
If awesome, you see man. if you see some dude getting into a cold plunge, that's me. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Yeah, we did some cold plunges in uh, in Montana, and in the ice cold oh. lake. I mean, and and what well, fun fact about I Mitch? Oh, that yeah, me too, man. It's getting cold out here now. I'm actually I'm going elk hunting tomorrow, so I'll be in the in the wilderness. But I don't know about cold water. Um, but one thing, fun <laughs> fact for the audience about Mitch is there were some deer around the camp. And Mitch actually starts singing and communicating to the deer. It was so hilarious and awesome. He was just like, he just went over to them and they just like were just watching him. And he just had this moment with these deer. It was just pretty cool. I mean, Mitch, tell, tell the audience, I'm just going to shamelessly probe a, uh, uh, an experiential testimonial from you. But what, what was your take on the Montana Mastermind? I mean, I loved it. We did it. First of all, just being with a bunch of cool dudes trying to get shit done. That was awesome. And all the things we talked about, but the biggest, biggest thing for me was feeling so far away from humanity, from civilization. Like you can't, you know, I'm in Southern California. You can't get away from people like that here. Um, mm. The beautiful, beautiful mountains, those cold plunges, the exercises we did together. I think, I think, um, what I like most is that the way of life that we had, like I could live like that forever. Like the, yeah. I would easily give up this modern life we have of tech and computers and everything and just live with a small tribe of like 20, 50 people. And I would be perfectly happy. Um, yeah. So if anybody ever gets a chance to go, like just do it because it's hard to do on your own. Like you can go out in nature to yourself, but to have someone facilitate the food, to have someone facilitate all the plants, to facilitate the conversation, and all you have to do is just show up and just participate. And that, that makes everything, it removes all the friction. It takes away all the excuses and it gives, puts a memory in your mind that you always want to go back to. And you can learn to create that in your own life. It's just so much easier when somebody facilitates it for you. Mm. Well said, man. And thank you very much. I, I really enjoyed connecting with you out there. And, and you know, th those are just some of the highlights of my life, um, those trips, because they're just so powerful just to be out in nature, disconnect, be around like-minded individuals who are out there getting after it and, and sharing their their mission and their message. And, you know, I really do my best to, to bring heart-centered humans, people who actually care about one another and the planet and, you know, doing business ethically with integrity. And so that, that is really something yeah. like that we're cultivating with the happy hustle. Not only that with the happy hustle club too, I'm sure, you know, you're part of that as well. And, and you see the, the caliber yes. of, of people who are in there, like, would you say it's pretty similar in terms of, in, in terms of caliber of, of people? Absolutely. And, you know, yeah. you're going to get, People from all walks of life, and that's what you want. You don't yeah. want an echo chamber. You don't want to surround yourself with people that say yes, that think the exact same way you do. You want to surround yourself with people that will push you to do the things that you either want to get done or the things that make you happy. And those are the guys that are there, you know, guys that's, that, that, that have a vision for their life and that want to get shit done. And it's very unique to find people like that. Cause even the people that say they do 90% of the people aren't going to do it. Yeah. It's so true, man. Yeah. I love it. That's very, yeah. Very wise, wisely said and, and shameless plug again. Mm -hmm. I'll say if you guys are feeling froggy and you want to come on the Montana mastermind or want to apply to come, carryjack.com forward slash Montana. And if you're interested in the Happy Hustle Club, again, the shameless plug, thehappyhustleclub.com. So Do it. Mitch, this is so Do awesome, it. man. Yeah. Yeah. Come hang out with Mitch and I bi-weekly. We're, we're out there, <laughs> you know, getting after it and uh, building something cool. Um, together. So I love it. Now I do like to ask all my guests a couple questions in a couple different disciplines. Sure. First being health. I know you're big into health and performance and optimizing. Um, one thing I, I like to ask is a happy hustle hack. So this could be a tip, a tool, a tactic, something unique that you do that you can share with the happy hustlers in regards to health. Um, the awareness that the food industry doesn't exist to care for you. It exists to make food 
as cheaply and as easily available as possible. And that results in trash everywhere. Um, if you go to the grocery store and you buy bread, if it has high fructose corn syrup in it, that's wrong. It should like, why are you even eating that bread? So yeah. my biggest health hack for me is be aware that anything you inhale, anything you eat, anything you drink goes into your stomach, goes into your blood, becomes the cells of your body. Everything you eat literally becomes your physical presence in this world. And it'll reflect like what the way it looks, the way it feels. It all comes down to what you eat and what you drink. So get like things done, like your, um, your biome where you get analyzed, like what kind of foods are good for your body. You can actually get your gut flora analyzed. So figure out what foods are good for you, what things you should avoid, avoid processed stuff, avoid sugar, avoid corn syrup, um, have respect for your body and feed it the way that, you know, is right. That would be, um, I know that sounds a little preachy, but that's just, it's so big and it's just not something we do. I see people, you know, feeding their kids pizzas and candies and all these things. And that's, that has an impact, you know, that's a short-term yeah. sacrifice that has a very, very heavy long-term impact. Mm. Yep. So true. You are what you eat. Food is thy medicine, right? Very great point mm -hmm. there. Now let's talk about money. I, I mean, I think it's very important to talk about it. It's a frequency. It's a tool. It makes you more of who you are. Mm -hmm. What would you say is a happy hustle hack in regards to money? Something maybe that you do to spend or invest or save wisely that you can share with the happy hustlers? Um, I would say don't focus on budgeting. I would say on focus on growing your income. Yeah. Uh, you know, anything you do in this life, it can be from a mindset of love or a mindset of scarcity and fear. Budgeting and limiting yourself is scarcity. Growing your income is abundance. But be smart. Like, are you buying that car because you really need it? Or are you buying that car because you think you'll get more ladies? You know, like think <laughs> about what you're doing and how the money impacts you years down the line rather than just right now. Mm, yep. That's so, that's so true. And I, and I just, um, heard someone say like your earning capacity is exponential. Like there is no cap, but your budgeting mm -hmm. capacity, like there's yeah. only so much you could budget. You could only pinch so many pennies. So why choose the latter? It just doesn't truly make sense. Focus yeah. your energy and your efforts on growing your wealth and abundance mindset instead. That's, that's really um, phenomenal advice there, Mitch. Now I do want to ask about spirituality. You know, do you have a spiritual practice or maybe a meditation practice or a journaling practice or anything that you do to connect with the higher power that you could share with the happy hustlers? Absolutely. Spirituality is at the core of my very being. Um, I embrace more of a stoic, uh, philosophy where I believe in the interconnectedness of everything. Um, you know, our emotions have, uh, frequencies, our thoughts have frequencies and all these things relate to how we connect with other things, including, including even inanimate objects, like everything is connected. And I think any spiritual practice I have revolves around recognizing the interconnectedness between everything. Um, so I'm very big on my morning routine because I take that with me the rest of the day so that I get less stressed or when somebody talks to me in a way that pisses me off, I tend to get very angry. So instead of getting angry, I can respond with love. And that for me is really what spirituality does. Um, and the way I do that is the first thing I do when I wake up is check my phone. I'm just kidding. I go take my cold <laughs> punch and then I, um, I meditate and I journal. Um, I do exercise like yoga for a little bit. Um, sometimes I'll do affirmations as well, although those don't tend to work for me as well. Um, but I would say I, I, I really set the tone in the morning with my morning ritual. And I, I've also blogged about how to create that morning ritual. Um, but that, that's my biggest spiritual practice as well as, as just being in nature. Mm, yeah. Love that. I mean, getting cold definitely taps you into your primal sense you know, yes. connecting to yeah. a higher power through prayer and meditation and then journaling oftentimes mm -hmm. will get you out of your head more into your heart space. And I think that is so, yes. you know, important for us with this modern day, you know, 
uh, society that is so busy, we got to get quiet and still and connect. Uh, so that's, those mm-hmm. are awesome, Mitch. Now I do like to run all my guests through the rapid fire round. And this is essentially where I ask you random questions and you answer honestly, first okay. thing that comes to mind. So are you ready, Mitch? Okay. All right. Uh, yeah. Favorite... If you're ready, I'm a very honest person. So here we go. <laughs> okay. Do it. Favorite food. Go. Pizza. Favorite movie. Uh, Star Trek. Actually, Avatar. I like Avatar best. Oh, yeah. Avatar's great. Favorite book? Uh, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Ooh. Favorite workout? Uh, surfing. Hmm. What's your spirit animal? Spirit animal's a wolf. Oh, I, I, I thought you were going to say that for some reason. I know you have like two wolf dogs, so that's cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Best business advice. Focus on the clients that generate the biggest revenue mm. that make you happy and cut out yeah. the rest. Ooh, yeah, real good. Three things you're most grateful for. Um, my family, um, my spirituality, and the place where I live, because it's so easy to connect with Mother Nature wherever I go, whether it's beaches, hikes, mountains, it's so beautiful here. I feel like I can see God everywhere. <laughs> I love that. And if you had a billboard for the world to see with your last piece of content on it, what would that billboard read, mm-hmm. Mitch? Mine would be find uh, the courage to be you and your community will find you. Mmm. Boom. That's some gold right there. You crushed that rapid fire round, Mitch. And brother, I just want to take a moment to acknowledge you for sharing your love, your light, your wisdom, your vulnerability, your unapologetic self with myself and the Happy Hustlers, man. I really appreciate you. I'm so grateful to be a part of the Happy Hustle community together and just to watch you flourish and to thrive and to just to share your truths through the the, the debug life um, and all the other cool things you got going on. So I just want to take a moment and just say thank you, man. So appreciate you. Thank you. I pre- right back at you. You know, you've been a great force for good in my life and um, I'm incredibly happy our paths crossed. Same brother. Now, before we let you go, say, maybe a final takeaway to the happy hustlers out there and go ahead and mention where's the best place for us to find you online. And then we'll ask you the last question. You know, I would say my final takeaway is, um, there's so many expectations in society and so many people telling us what we can say, what we can cannot say, Uh, how we should act, what we should do, what we should look like. My advice is fuck all of that. Be who you are. (laughs) I love it. You know, find the right people that, yeah, be with people that support you. If people don't, if people bring you down, don't, they're vampires. Take your distance. Mm, Boom. And where can people find you again? Uh, So the best way is going to be Instagram, uh, the debug life or uh, thedebuglife.com for my blog. Awesome. Mitch, you crushed it. Now, final question. What does happy hustling mean to you? Balance. It means not being inactive to the point where you don't get anything done because you're overwhelmed. And it also doesn't mean the other extreme of working so hard that you forget about the things that matter in life. It's about finding the happy point where sometimes you're under a healthy amount of stress, but you're also able to disconnect and enjoy life in the moment. Mm. Mic drop. Mitch Hankins, y'all. Thank you for watching and listening. We are out. Peace and love. Real quick, guys. I just want to let you know that my book, The Happy Hustle, 10 Alignments to Avoid Burnout and Achieve Blissful Balance is still available for free, meaning you can actually get the hard copy of my book sent right to your door 
for basically free. All you got to do is just help out with shipping and handling, and we send it right to you. And you can get that at thehappyhustlebook.com. And inside this book, we share with you the soul mapping framework, the selfless service, optimized health, unplugged digitally, loving relationships, mindful spirituality, abundance financially, personal development, passionate hobbies, impactful work, and nature connection. All of these 10 different alignments are featured in this book and how you can happy hustle your dream reality. And I'm telling you, this is some of my best work. It's 150 power packed pages, and we are actually going to be doing a new book launch via Amazon, and we're going to up the price so it's not going to be free for much longer. But if you want to get it, you can get it now at thehappyhustlebook.com. Check it out, guys. And once again, I so appreciate you, and I am grateful to be happy hustling on this journey together. Now get out there and happy hustle your dream reality full of that passion, that purpose, and that positive impact. Peace and love, y'all. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Happy Hustle Podcast. I truly am so grateful that you took the time out of your busy day to spend time with me. Now, if you got any value from this episode or any episodes in the past, it would mean the world to me if you could please leave a five-star review and share this episode with your friends so we can continue to spread this message. Guys, as always, it's been a blast. Now, go out there and happy hustle for your dream reality. Peace.